0: Rachel Barenbaum, author of A Bend in the Stars. And my super amazing special guest today is Denny S. Bryce, who's one of our very own here at Mighty Blaze and debut (laughs) spotlight. She interviews authors herself and now this is her debut. I could not be more excited for her. The book is incredible. Do not miss it. Denny, tell me what is Wild Women
1: and the Blues about? First and foremost, thank you so much for having me. I am Absolutely thrilled to be on this end of the entire experience because it means my book is about to come out to the world. I am thrilled about that. Wild Women in the Blues is historical fiction. It is told in a dual storyline, uh, meaning that I have a 1925 storyline and a 2015 storyline. In the 1925 story, my main character is Honoré Dalcor. She is a uh, chorus girl, ambitious, living in Chicago. Both stories take place, both timelines take place in Chicago. And she is has a dream. She wants to be in the ritzy club on State Street called the Dreamland Cafe versus working at the speakeasy that she works at called Miss Hatties. Um, On the 2015 storyline, young character by the name, young man by the name of Sawyer Hayes is struggling with grief, struggling with loss and few other things that are happening in his life but he wants to get one thing done. And that one thing he wants to get done is to finish his grad school uh, documentary thesis. Um, The topic of that thesis is Oscar Michaud, the legendary African-American filmmaker. And so he stumbles upon some information at his grandmother's house that leads him to Chicago and a senior living facility and meeting a woman named Honoré. Delcourt, who professes to be 110.
0: <laughs> I uh, love it.
1: So, stuff happens. Stuff happens. <laughs> so, one of my
0: favorite quotes in the book, um, I've actually seen it written in a number of places while reading all these amazing, glowing reviews okay. coming out about your mm-hmm. book. Um, and uh, it says, you know, when they start to talk to each other, your two main characters, one says, you want to hear about me, you got to tell me something about yeah. you to make this worth my while. Why do we tell our <laughs> stories, right? I mean, it's, it's such a good way to put it. Like, why should I tell you anything hey, about hey,
1: my life? Can you talk actually, about that? Actually, that really came out of that character. She is um, not your, um, she's not dying in such a way that she's going to go easy to the grave. She's kicking and screaming. And even with her advanced years, she wants to cut a deal, make a bargain, tell me something before I give you the gift of my story. And um, you're absolutely correct because stories and our past and what we have to say about ourselves and what we can reveal is, is, is a gift to share with another person. And um, she still was the type of woman that was going to say, I'm not just going to tell you everything because you asked. And because I happen to be in a senior living facility, you're going to have to earn it. And uh, that sets them on their journey in a way.
0: I love it because it just says so much about her character Mm -hmm. right up front, right? Honore is (laughs) Such a complex, well thought out character. Can you talk about how you put her
1: together? Well, she's a combination of people that I've met. Um, And two people come to mind right away. My uh, maternal grandmother, who passed many many years ago, but she was very much a person who was going to speak her mind, even if she was speaking her mind and mumbling at the same time. <laughs> so it's like you know, there was always this constant conversation that was taking place in the background of the action in the foreground. And the other thing that she always did that uh, she hum. Every time she would uh, really had something to say, but she knew it wasn't the right time or place, she just started humming the tune. And um, the other person, I guess, uh, I, I now I'm thinking that it might be three, but uh, my mother, uh, in in my late mother, very very much a person who was very close to the vest about a lot of different things that happened in our life. Um, And I was very nosy. So (laughs) even as a small child, and I always remember there was a hesitancy to share information. Um, So uh, I pushed and found out some fun things that, in fact, one of the things I found out um, helped me develop Ezekiel. Uh, who is another character in the story.
0: So I love that already you're sort of touching on my next question because <laughs> you're making this easy for me, <laughs> which is, right, you, you seem to present a question to us, your readers, what is the value of a secret?
1: Yeah. Right? What's it worth? Well, it can, it, it, oh. That's a tough question. I like how you're phrasing that because secrets. From you, from you. <laughs> secrets are what can frame um, a young person's um, idea of who they are. Um, because as they are revealed, and sometimes they're even not meant to be secrets. They're just meant to be things that they you don't want another person to know, um, and. When those things happen, you start to second guess yourself when you're young. Who am I if I don't have this information or if I just learned something or can I keep a secret? That's a maturing thing, um, at least it was for me, uh, <laughs> because I had it, the gift of gab. So, um, you know, I was always telling my business. And my mother was someone who was She said, you don't share information with other people. You take care of what you need to take care of. And then you can move along to um, making choices about who you share your secrets with. So, secrets is almost a code word for just who you are, you know, and how you want to talk to other people and how you want to present yourself, present yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, I like that. I, I do talk about secrets a lot in the story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you do. Um, and, the, and it's a currency.
1: Yes. yes, it is. It's power. It's mm-hmm. power. What you tell, when you tell it, how you tell it can yeah. make the difference between a lot of different things happening for an individual.
0: Speaking of power, um, let's talk about women's power and honoree, you can tell I'm
1: obsessed with her, right? I just
0: thought <laughs> she was fantastic. I was like, I'm using this time to ask about honore. Um, she had a lot of power, but she also was confined by other people's power, right? There were sort of yes, both ways on her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, can you talk about that?
1: I, I can. Uh, one of the things that I, I am um, realizing about Honoré, even I learn uh, about my characters, is that she doesn't have the power to write the world, but she wants and finds a way to conquer the space that she lives in, be it the house or her kitchenette or... The Dreamland Cafe, um, you know the girls' chorus locker rooms. In the space that she's in, she's going to find a way to be in the forefront and gain power over that situation because this is the world that she lives in. It's the type of world where um, it's almost as if she's she's not aware of limitations. She's um, empowered herself t- to not only survive but use what she has for the best possible result that she can come up with, even if there's a lot of interference on the way.
0: It's this classic question that I love of, how does, what is a woman's power, right? What does yes. she have and what, yes. how can she make her future with what she has? Well, I one of that.
1: the exciting things about historical fiction these days, and I think it's going to continue for a while, is that we're we're just seeing more and more women in the forefront, and not um, only women, women, but we're also seeing women of color. Um, we're seeing those yay. books and those authors um, and those stories being told, and that is just such a wonderful place to be in. And I hope it only continues to grow and expand and that there are just so many stories that our TBR piles continue to just (laughs) get out of control. And that's the way it should be because we want to read these stories um, and um, they're being written and they're being shared. And that Mm -hmm. is exciting.
0: About time, like, give yes. me more, the more and the better. They're coming. There yeah, there coming. I wanna just switch gears. I'm gonna ask you two more quick questions because okay. we're a little bit short on time here. But one, I have to ask, you used to write fan fiction. Yes. Right? How yes. different is historical fiction from fan
1: fiction? Oh my god! And do you well, miss it? Well, hmm. um, not necessarily miss it. You can always write fan Um, But um, I would say that the, For the type of thing I was writing, I wrote um, Buffy Spike fan fiction, which of course is paranormal, vampires and things like that. But one of the things about the mythology of that uh, kind of story is it usually takes across, it, it spans a long period of time. So you have a 250-year-old vampire. What did he do 250 years ago? Where was he? What part of the world did he originate from? So um, I would write my fix and, of course, create new characters that were people of color. Um, I had one of the more popular um, Black vampires, male vampires, going in the fandom back in the day. Um, but so the difference is is that your audience that's the key difference your audience already knows a lot of the characters from what they've been watching on the television set or reading in a book so you don't have to build a um affection between the reader and a character it's already there oh, it's that's so, and that's a huge yeah. difference yeah <laughs> I never thought about that. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. All
0: right, my last question for okay. you: What okay. advice do you have for new writers?
1: Um, hmm. Persistence and um, getting to know the industry. Patience, I think, is key. A lot of folks don't aren't patient necessarily, and that's okay too. But if you're one of those folks who need to um, let your writing be organic or let, allow yourself to, to work on that story. Uh, don't have um, the things around you make you hurry up, make you rush. Um, I didn't rush. I pro- maybe I took a little too long, but I didn't rush. I said, I am digging in here and I have other things that I had to do in life. So be patient with yourself and don't be hypercritical.
0: I love it. Denny. thank you so much for making time and for being an amazing team member on Debut Spotlight. Congratulations. I love, love Wild Women in the Blues. May you sell many, many copies. Thanks a
1: lot.